Hello Cryptonauts, today is Tuesday, June 9th, 2020. On today's episode of Cryptocurrency Chat, we're going to go over the top 10 crypto average daily and your crypto daily news. I am your host, Blockchain John. Alrighty, Cryptonauts, let's get started with the top 10, starting off with Bitcoin settling at $9,773.20 for a 0.89% gain. And in second place, we have Ethereum settling at $244.26 for a 0.35% gain. And in third place, we have USDT Tether settling at $1 for a 0.01% gain. And in fourth place, we have XRP Ripple settling at $0.20 cents for a 0.4% loss. And in fifth place, we have Bitcoin Cash settling at $257.93 for a 2.03% gain. And in sixth place, we have Bitcoin SV Satoshi's Vision settling in at $196.30 for a 3.33% gain. That's good. And in 7th place, we have Litecoin settling at $46.28 for a 0.35% gain. And in 8th place, we have Binance Coin settling at $17.41 for a 0.78% gain. And in ninth place, we have EOS settling at $2.76 for a 0.52% gain. And in 8th place, or sorry, and in 10th place, we have Cardano settling at 0.08% and with a 3.66% loss. Now overall, it seems to be pretty much the same thing every day. A little bit here, a little bit there, but nothing really exciting. It's what I call a, a sideways sideways trade. It's not really much of a gain, not really a percentage up, not really a percentage down. It's like, oh, it's starting to get annoying now. I, I, I want it to go down. I go down like 15, 20%, just tank, just, just 30%, just go down so I can buy more Bitcoin. Either that or go up so I can sell my Bitcoin. You know, go up 30% so I can sell my Bitcoin. And then, you know, wait for it to tank back down so I can buy some more, right? That's how you do it. Actually, I, I don't know if I would sell, to be honest. I'm kind of nervous. I think I just want to just keep buying and accumulate more and more. So the overall market cap is at 278.37 billion dollars for an overall 1.13% gain. All right, Cryptonauts, let's get started with the crypto news of the day. All right, Cryptonauts, first news coming in from Cointelegraph, BitMEX taunts plaintiff. Incorporated in Seychelles, come at me, bro. Bum, bum, bum. The plaintiff in the lawsuit against BitMEX has asked a court to preserve thousands of email records that could show the exchange was operating illegally in the United States. The plaintiff in a lawsuit accused BitMEX of market manipulation and operating without a license in the U.S. believes that Twilio possesses thousands of incriminating email records that prove their case. The Bitcoin Manipulation Abatement LLC BMA 
has asked the court to preserve all BitMEX-related email data held by the U.S. cloud communication platform Twilio. BMA is concerned that without the order, BitMEX could delete all of the records. BMA filed a complaint in mid-May accusing BitMEX's parent company HDR Global Trading LTD of widespread crypto market manipulation and of being an unlicensed money transmission business in the U.S. BMA wants BitMEX email preserved. In a filing published on June 9th, BMA estimated that Twilio holds roughly 30,000 email records pertaining to BitMEX's operation. BMA's general counsel, Pavel Pogodin, told Law360 that BitMEX uses Twilio to communicate with all its users on a daily basis. Thus, according to BitMEX itself, Twilio stores a database of all BitMEX's user email addresses. Pogodin said it was a mistake for them to use the U.S. company for this purpose and claim lack of personal jurisdiction of U.S. and California courts at the same time. Next news, MakerDAO up by 30% after vote for real-world loan collateral. Maker is up 30% in 24 hours following the... Ma- That's a lot in 24 hours. Maker is up 30% in 24 hours following the MakerDAO community vote in favor of introducing tokenized real-world assets as collateral for DAI loans. The price of MakerDAO has rallied by roughly 30% over the past 24 hours posting a new year-to-date high above $720 on some exchanges. The rally follows a late May spike of up to roughly 45% on the heels of Maker's second Coinbase Pro listing. In the past days, high saw the price top 100% gains in two weeks. When measured against Bitcoin, the rally saw Maker break above its upper range for 2020 and spiked to a local top of 0.076 BTC before quickly retracing to 0.06 BTC. Maker is currently trying to establish support at roughly 0.07 BTC. According to DeFi market cap, Maker currently represents nearly one-third of the total $2.4 billion market cap for DeFi tokens. Coinbase Pro relist Maker. Maker was removed from Coinbase last year after failing to attract significant liquidity, but the leading US-based cryptocurrency exchange is now betting that the growth of DeFi will drive greater speculation in the markets. MakerDAO now ranks among the top 24 crypto assets by market cap. It accounts for more than 50.5% of the total amount locked in DeFi with almost $500 million. Alright, next news, UAE flights attendant faces jail over $100,000 crypto loan default. A foreign resident of Abu Dhabi is facing jail time after his crypto investment of a $100,000 loan in 2017 tanked and he can no longer afford the payments. A former Ethian Airline flight attendant says he faces up to three years in jail in the United Arab Emirates for being unable to make installments on a $100,000 loan he took out to invest in crypto around the all-time high. Reddit user Rickfithomi identified as only a 34-year-old man who is not an UAE citizen posted an image to the Bitcoin subreddit on June 9th of his repayment schedules for a $338,000 
dirham loan, approximately $109,000 at the time, with Emirates Islamic Bank. According to Cryptomy, he has lost his job with Ethad due to the pandemic and can no longer and can no longer afford to pay the required monthly installments of roughly $2,230. However, he is required to repay the bank $393,296.80 dirham, about $127,000 at the time by the end of 2021. Wow, that is crazy. Crazy, any any about at the peak? That's crazy. Next news: One third of institutions have invested in crypto, says Fidelity. A survey published by Fidelity has found that more than one third of institutional investors globally are exposed to crypto assets. A fidelity of 774 institutional investors found. More that more than one-third of the firms worldwide have invested in digital assets or derivatives, while 36% of institutions own crypto globally. Multinational financial services company Fidelity found that only 27% of the 441 U.S. institutions surveyed are exposed to crypto, although that's up from 22% last year. Close to half of European institutions are long on virtual assets, Bitcoin is the most popular cryptocurrency investment with more than a quarter of respondents holding BTC, while 11% of firms own Ether. Fidelity commissioned Greenwich Associates to conduct the survey from November until early March, with the data reflecting the crypto positions of firms as of before the violent Black Thursday's crash that saw crypto prices drop by 50% or more. Boom, boom, boom awesome time to buy. Uh, Japanese firms unveil new privacy features for Bitcoin wallet. Japanese crypto firm Free Freesets announced a new technology that enhances Bitcoin wallet privacy. Japanese crypto firm Freesets has announced a new technology to, to enhance Bitcoin wallet privacy. Why would they just... What the heck? That's dumb. They, they said it twice. Okay. According to a June 8th announcement, Freeset has created a system that allows wallets to request their addresses Bitcoin balances without revealing it to the servers from which they request the balances or transaction history. The statement said that conventional Bitcoin wallets explicitly ask servers for the balance of their addresses, which links the balance transactions and addresses. However, using the technology Freesets has developed, it is mathematically proven that the service cannot learn anything from the user's query. The significant... Okay, I don't want to read the rest of that. Next news. German stock exchange will list Bitcoin ETP. Investment firm ETC Group plans to list a Bitcoin ETP on Germany's Xterra Digital Stock Exchange in late June. London-based ETC Group will list the first crypto exchange-traded product on Germany's Xterra Digital Stock Exchange this month. Traders in the UK, Italy, and Australia will also be able to deal in shares of the new product. According to an ETF stream, the ETC Group announced on June 9th that Bitcoin Exchange traded crypto BTCE in exchange traded product ETP will launch on Deutsche Borsch Xterra after it receives approval from German financial regulators. 
BTCE tracks the price of Bitcoin and is physically backed by the cryptocurrency. What? 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 BTCE tracks the price of Bitcoin and is physically backed by the cryptocurrency. The Bitcoin will be held in cold storage by digital assets custodian Bitco. Okay, that's better. ETC Group Chief Executive Office CEO Bradley Duke said, The crypto sector has been held back by concerns about complexity, accessibility, and governance. With BTCE, we are transforming Bitcoin into the fold of mainstream regulated financial markets. Investors get the benefits of trading and owning Bitcoin through a regulated security while having the optionality of redeeming Bitcoin if they choose. Okay, next news. U.S. markets rebound to recover all coronaviruses lost. What about Bitcoin? Bitcoin prices is stalling under $10,000 while the U.S. stock market nears a record high. The NASDAQ index, which primarily represents tech stocks like Amazon, Microsoft, and Alphabet, has surpassed 10,000 points to hit a new record high. The move above 10,000 effectively erased all the losses suffered from the coronavirus pandemic. Yet, the price of Bitcoin remains 50% down from its record high at $19,665. Bitcoin was seemingly correlated with the U.S. stock market throughout March, but now the digital assets is seeing a decline in momentum following a 167% increase in price with three months. Okay. For Bitcoin, it's 10500 or bust. Okay. Next news, MoneyGram sees 100% growth against 2019 usage. MoneyGram saw a significant rise in user transactions number for May 2020 compared to the same period last year, coinciding with a partnership with Ripple that began last June. Global money transfer platform MoneyGram recently unveiled year-over-year growth numbers, showing double the number of transactions seen in May 2019. MoneyGram ended Q1 2020 with 57% growth in digital transactions at a June 9th statement from the company. The firm saw activity ramp up another 43% by May's end. Awesome. Bitcoin still faces on-chain scaling trouble ahead, the Cred co-founder says. Can Bitcoin's network handle the mainstream adoption? As Bitcoin continues to pick up mainstream transactions, the asset's blockchain scalability remains an issue, according to Decred co-founder Jake Yoakum Piat. There is enough demand for on-chain Bitcoin transactions during peak demand times to completely fill blocks and drive fees rate up substantially. Yocom Piat told Cointelegraph there is nothing uh, noting the struggles Bitcoin's network may face during times of increased activity given the numbers of interested parties. Next news, Ethereum Layer 2 solutions lack real-world usability, says Scale CTO. Cointelegraph interviewed Constantin Kladko, CTO at Scale, to learn about his controversial opinion on why Ethereum Layer 2 solutions are unlikely to work. Cointelegraph spoke with Constantin, wow, fireworks. I heard a lot of fireworks going off. 
Continuing, Cointelegraph spoke with Konstantin Kladko, the CTO of the Scale Network, a blockchain-based platform on Ethereum. Kladko holds a PhD in physics for the Max Planck Institute and a master's in computer science from Stanford. Over the course of a long career that increases the loss Los Alamos National Laboratory and Sun Microsystems, he also contributed to the making of Java. While Clarko is undeniably an Ethereum fan and believer, referring to it as an unstoppable bulldozer, he often goes against popular community narratives, especially regarding Layer 2 scaling. As Cointelegraph previously reported in 2019, the Ethereum community largely pivoted away from Plasma, a proposed network of sidechains that would have taken a large portion of the computational burden away from mainnet. A class of Layer 2 solutions named Rollups took their place, with two variants named ZK Rollup and Optimistic Rollup. The issue with ZK Rollups, the former is based on the concept of zero-knowledge proofs, which in this case would be used to verify the correctness of what is happening in the sidechain efficiently. The Ethereum community itself has largely distanced itself from ZK Rollup due to this issue with performance and the inability to use smart contracts on such chains. Cladco believes that zero-knowledge technology simply isn't good enough for scaling yet. We looked into ZK Starks a lot at scale, and the conclusion that we came to was that it's a promising fundamental technology, but it's probably like five years not ready yet, in the sense that it's slow. He said that, according to his back by the napkin calculations, Making a trade would require waiting for something like an hour. Cladcore nevertheless revealed that scale is used in the technology for generating random numbers where it is quite effective. Alright, next news. Why the stock market's Robinhood rally means for Bitcoin. And this one is coming in from Coindesk. The largest 50-day Robin Hood rally in stock market history and even stock market stocks of bankrupt companies are up more than 100%. What is going on? <clears throat> oh, okay. Um, Saudi Arabia injects $13 billion in bank liquidity via blockchain. China's state TV, CCTV, says Binance is still allowing crypto trading in China. MakerDAO community green lights, real-world collateral. Our main topic, the Robin Hood revolution. The next time someone tells you crypto markets are too irrational or volatile, volatile, point them to stock markets right now. The largest 50-day rally in history. Every S&P 500 stock up from 10 weeks ago. Multiple bankrupt companies up more than 100% since they declared bankruptcy. That is insane. This is the Robinhood revolution. As a horde of day traders are outperforming billionaire investors and commanding the stock market narrative, this episode looks at who is the new generation of investors, why they're so attractive right now, while their betting will go up, why they don't care about earnings, balance sheets, or any other fundamentals, or scenarios for how long this rally could have impact on Bitcoin and crypto industries. Alright, next news. Alchemy notifies Alchemy Notify wants to simplify Bitcoin, 
blockchain UX with a single push. Actually, I think I read this yesterday. Uh, announced Monday, Alchemy notifies it is a product designed to enhance the user's experience UX of various crypto platforms by providing real-time notification transactions and events. Yes, I did read this. Local Bitcoin volumes hold steady despite stricter compliance procedures. This is coming from Coindesk. Banned cash transactions and requiring identity verifications has not noticeably hurt Bitcoin's oldest operating peer-to-peer exchange. Market data shows Helsinki-based Bitcoin exchange local Bitcoins made significant changes to its policies in June 2019. That included mandatory identity verifications and removing its cash for crypto trading options. Rather than permanently stifling its business over the past year, volume on the peer-to-peer Bitcoin exchange has ebbed and flowed with leading centralized exchanges like OKX and Coinbase, for example. Compared to reported volumes of 12 12 months ago, OKX and Coinbase have seen volume drop by approximately 30% and 45% respectively, according to data from Nomex. Since January, however, the two exchanges' volumes have grown by roughly 2,500 and 800% respectively. By comparison, local Bitcoin volume is down 27% over the past 12 months and up almost 40% for the year to date. What? I don't get it. Um, yeah, I'm just going to stop there because numbers are trying to confuse me. Uh, MIT research says online voting needs more decentralization to protect ballots. New research from MIT says a decentralized protocol is a must for securing online voting. However, the current online voting platform is too centralized and vulnerable. The pandemic has forced many companies to move their operations online. It has also brought the questions of online voting to the forefront of conversation in the United States, which is facing an election year. According to a June 7th paper from researchers at the Massachusetts Institute of Technology and the University of Michigan, Democracy Live's popular online voting platform, OmniBallot is vulnerable to vote manipulation. Many states have tried OmniBallot, which uses Amazon Web Services to lock in votes, but it has faced security issues. A more decentralized online voting is part of the solution to protect ballots, the researchers say. Okay. We'll go with that. Next news. Uh, U.S. officials alleged student defraud Apple's part of the SIM swapping attack. Ransomware gangs are teaming up to form cartel-style structures. You know what? I think... Oh, let's see. Are we done? I think we're done. Last time this happened, BTC gained four thousand dollars. Bitcoin news roundup. It looks like Simsol and Bitfinex's coins are already back at Bitfinex. Okay, an alleged Ponzi scheme makes up forty percent of Paxos' stablecoin activity. Whoa. Okay, the property rights should extend to social media. Yes, it should. I think it should. Absolutely right. Um, you know what? Let me read that. There are, to put it reductively, two schools of thought on the topic of property rights on internet platforms. The first goes something like this. Systems like Facebook, Twitter, Google, and the like are private platforms run and administered by corporate entities, and those entities may control the contents of those platforms as they see fit. This extends to banning, censorship, 
arbitrary content removal, alterations, and so on. None of these internet oligopolies owe anyone a platform, and they have no obligation to amplify any particular voices. If you don't like it, build an alternative and compete in the free market. While this is by far the most popular view expressed on the topic, very occasionally you might hear an alternative dissenting opinion. It goes like this. Internet oligopolies are not just social media platforms. They are novel alternative jurisdictions where users settle and build social and commercial relationships. While they are not physically instantized, they are genuine places with all the considerations that entails. Terms of services and the digital frontiers actual constitute legal systems abate poorly codified and uncountable ones. What users do when they occupy handles and built out reputations and social graphs on these systems is create property. Thus, okay, this is with that. I, mean, I think I'm done. Yes, I'm, I'm so done. Near protocol enlist license trails for validator supports as it heads towards full mainnet. What is this near? I think I've heard of this. Infrastructure as of infrastructure as a service firm Bison Trails has added support for yet another Ethereum killer, Near Protocol. Inked Tuesday, Bison Trail will help host a newly launched Near Protocol validator set currently consisting of over 150 nodes, including some 40 of the project's investors. The Near Foundation announced the closing of a $21.6 million sale of its Near token, led by Andresine Horowitz on May 4th. What we're doing with it is helping people run their own Near validators. And if they don't want to run a validator, they can delegate to the Bison Trail near community validator. Bison Trail's protocol specialist Victor Bunen told, told Cointelegraph. Okay, cool. Australian New Zealand can now use Bitcoin in vending machines. Awesome. Okay, so a luxury yacht or, or sneakers? Bitcoin beats gold in new $1 comparison. Bitcoin privacy volatility hits three-month low. Dash sees 100% rise in commercial payments through the Latin American partnership. With BTC tokens on the move, Bitcoin prepares for high volatility. Uh, crypto forensic firm Chainalysis adds tracing support for Zcash and Dash. All right. Oh, Bitcoin billionaires movie to tell Winklevoss Bros crypto story. Okay, let's read that real quick. The Winklevoss twins are bringing Bitcoin billionaires to the silver screen along with former Warner Bros. President Greg Silverman. Stampede Ventures, a production company owned by ex-Warner Bros. President Greg Silverman, has partnered with Cameron and Tyler Winklevoss to produce a movie featuring the brothers' story as portrayed in the best-selling book, Bitcoin Billionaires. According to the report published on Deadline, Silverman will be conducting, will be co-producing the movie along with John Berg, known for his work with superhero blockbusters such as Wonder Woman and Aquaman. Bitcoin Billionaires was written by the American author Ben Mersich Mesrich in 2019 after the Winklevoss twins became crypto billionaires. The Winklevoss Story 
the Winklevoss brothers came into the limelight following Mesrich's other best-selling book, The Accidental Billionaire, which would serve as inspiration for Oscar-winning films, The Social Network. In that book, Mesrich describes the twins' legal battle with Mark Zuckerberg and Facebook to claim their rights over the social media giant, which was originally their idea. A court ruling later awarded the brothers a $65 million settlement for their claims. Bitcoin Billionaires continues the Winklevoss journey from winning a lawsuit in June 2011 to investing $11 million in Bitcoin in 2013 and becoming the world's first crypto billionaires. This is Rocky 2 meets Wall Street. Silverman said that the idea for making the film came to him right after he finished reading the book along with his son, who received an early copy from the twins during his internship at Winklevoss Capital. Upon finishing it, it was clear to both of us that Cameron and Tyler, Tyler's remarkable redemption story, coupled with Ben's masterful writing, would lend itself to a one-of-a-kind movie. This is Rocky II meets Wall Street in a world filled with unique, mesmerizing characters, Silverman added. And with that, Cryptonauts, we're going to go ahead and leave it there for tonight. I'll catch you all on the next one. Adios.